When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, you are listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Brain, Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Matty, Supercoach Matrix. Mate, plenty happening over the last few days, uh, and we get to reveal our teams, which is probably the most exciting part of the preseason so far. Yeah, yeah, I love these. I've really been enjoying these. Um, unpacking what I'm currently sitting on after changing my teams 500 times a week. So Only 500, mate. You've done pretty well. <laughs> I reckon I'm at least four figures. Mate, it's, it's also, by the time we get this out, it's actually Teamless Tuesday. So that by the time this video is out, we're, we're obviously recording on Monday night, so it's Teamless Tuesday Eve, and I feel like a kid at Christmas time. How good is it? Oh, look, yeah, we've got a bit of a sneak peek. Um, some teams have said a few things. There's been a bit of transparency around the league, which has been nice for a change. There's also been a bit of smoke and mirrors floating around, let's let's face it. you know, I mean, we've got tons of news to talk about before we reveal our teams here, and the first one and the major one that's basically turned the NRL supercoach into a spin has been the Nico Hines calf injury. Uh, obviously... There's been multiple sources, tons of different news coming out about Nico Hines and whether he's going to be playing round one, whether he's going to get named tomorrow or today if you're watching the video Tuesday. Um, Is he in your team? No. I haven't had him for most of the year. He was someone I tried to build around at the start and then I just looked at that price. I looked at the games he was playing. I looked at his scores against some of the better teams in the comp and I was fading him. I'm actually a bit disappointed he's not playing because I wanted those first few games that he was playing hard teams. I wanted him to be playing, maybe knocking out 60. Hopefully he plays and gets a 50. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, I'm hoping that he, yeah, plays, but plays a bit hampered, plays a bit down on performance and ends up dropping a ton of cash so we can pick him up in round seven. That would be perfect scenario for me after the buy. You pick up Nico Hines, you ride the train all the way to the station. Um, but, yeah, he's yeah, not in my team either. 
I'm going to have Nico Hines. I can guarantee I've already started formulating plans to get him in that sort of round four. Does this change it? Maybe a, maybe a tad, but yeah, no, I want him by, say, week six. Mate, before we dive in, we're obviously going to reveal our teams. We're going to have a chat about a little bit of news that's been floating around. So the Nico Hines is just the tip of the iceberg, I think, over what we've heard over the last few days. There are some talking points that we'll touch on that will affect teams coming into Team List Tuesday. But, mate, we've got something really exciting happening at Molten Fantasy Sports, and we've been able to, uh, luckily enough, get the services of one of the top NBA fantasy analysts, I guess we could call him, in in Matty Garrett, Um Mate, we've known Matty for a while now, and I reckon he's the upper echelon of guys that know their NBA back to front, and we'll be lucky enough to have his services for NBA fantasy uh, coming into next season, so just before the, the draft for 2023. So that's really exciting, Matty. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us met through NBA fantasy and sort of formed you know, formed some ideas like this, formed a uh, an NBA 2K comp, and and a little bit of that. And, yeah, Matty Garrett knows his stuff, and I'm excited. I think he's done a bit of radio and stuff in the past. Um, can talk. Holy moly. He does, mate. He's <laughs> a very good talker. So yeah. you know you're going to get all the good stuff with him at NBA Fantasy at Molten Fantasy Sports. So that's that's incredibly exciting for us. So, mate, uh, he's going to show us up for sure. We're going to have to bring our A game, I think. But, yeah. uh, mate, let's move into the news because there's a fair bit going on. And the first one, and probably one of the major ones, and one that's thrown a massive spanner in the works, is Isaiah Katoa kicking off the season. Basically, Uncle Wayne's given him the keys to the car, um, said, yep, drive us in, into round one. And, uh, mate, it's fair to say we were pretty spot on with our analysis with Isaiah Katoa. So what I'll do is I'll play I'll play this one back <laughs> oh, for, no. for everybody watching. We can quickly brush over this one, really, can't we? Oh, oh. oh. You okay? That's horrible. I just can't see Isaiah Katoa lining up round one. Maybe you should, but Uncle Wayne's not going to let it happen. Uncle Wayne, like, will never allow that to happen. He's got his boy Milford there. He's got Sean O'Sullivan. Isaiah Katoa is not going to be starting round one. If he is, I will readjust my team and find myself with some extra money somewhere. And this 215K cheapy that we all hope emerges will but it's so much easier to go from one of these other guys to a 200k cheapy than it is to have a 200k cheapy teamless pops around and then suddenly you need to hit panic stations and find yourself with some decent coin to get somebody that's going to play nrl football <laughs> this year yeah when when he gets a run some sense you oh. get him in then yeah uh, and look in round one if he gets named and Wayne Bennett has an aneurysm or something and, um, you know, something doesn't make sense, but he gets named instead of someone else. And, yeah, great, have a look. But, no, don't, he's a placeholder for most people, I assume, at this point in time. Yeah, but why would you have a 200K placeholder when you've got nowhere to go? Unless you have a 200K placeholder and you have 220 <laughs> in the bank. I legit Just think these people are spending this money elsewhere and I don't understand why Isaiah Kato is on their radar. Yeah, it'll be turmoil on Teamless Tuesday when he doesn't get named. So, we were wrong. Um, yeah, uh, one of probably not my best take. Probably your worst. To be fair, <laughs> no, but in but in saying that, in our defence, right? Like this guy was not starting. Milford was the guy, but it's it's funny how 
NRL can throw you a curveball. Uncle Wayne, he, he does what he wants, mate. So he, he will yep. just basically <clears throat> pick the young fella, sees plenty, and, and also there's plenty of talent. You know, we know Isaiah Katoa is going to be a serious talent, serious player. He also looked really good in the trials. Um, it's just funny how, you know, I, I look, to be honest, I'm more than happy to be wrong. And I think we yeah. will be wrong a lot, um, but we'll also right, be right a lot. That's the right time to be wrong. Um, how refreshing is it? I don't know how you went with your team um, just to be able to, to go down to a to 200K, find yourself with 400K and bolster your team elsewhere. These other guys are like, you know, they can wipe the sweat off their brow and sit on what they'd planned. Um, yeah, there's some maybe some time for some luxury trades if he's in your team, so... Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk through our teams very soon, mate. We won't give away too much just yet. But, mate, um, McLean, the uh, young fella that just broke into the top 30, got himself a top 30 contract over in the Penrith Panthers. And, and obviously with the tail and May injury, that position's been up for grabs for a little bit. Now, it looks like McLean may be actually heavily competing for this position. We actually thought that it would have been Taruva that would have just snapped this one up. But it looks like McLean is actually a level pegging to take that right wing position. Um, yeah. which is massive. Yeah, I think it's important to note that Taruva is a fullback and he's always been a fullback and maybe they've just seen a little bit of this, maybe at training, you know, I don't really see how we would have struggled to be a winner, but maybe McLean's just an absolute jet. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how it pans out because anyone sub 300K in that Panthers team is going to be on my radar. Mate, Wacko's whispers. Uh, I don't know whether you follow him. You probably, I'm sure everybody follows him on Twitter. Yep. Um, said that Sean Russell's out suspended for the first two games. I'm not quite sure what to take of that because I haven't really seen any follow-up from that. But that's an interesting take because I saw Sean Russell actually taking a, a winger position in, in round one for Parramatta. So that'll actually throw a, a massive can of worms out because that means Hayes Dunster probably comes in. And I must say, if he gets named on the wing, he is one of the biggest traps this year. Hayes Dunster won't see much time this year. I think the he's got a lot of James Schiller about him. Um, I think if I heard that he was out for, say, four weeks, I'd be all over Hayes Dunster. Two weeks, yeah, you're not going to get that price range. He's not a guy that you're going to play, especially with the um, with the Parramatta draw that we need to look at. Yeah, I don't think he'll be someone he, we talk about come our actual team list. Um, so, yeah. Agreed. Another guy we won't have in our teams is Spencer Lenu, but he's gone to the Roosters in 2024, mate. So that's that was a big uh, signing for the Roosters. So just keep shoveling players under the Sobrero over there. I don't, I don't know where they're finding this cash, but that's a really good signing for them, I think. Yeah, I think so. I do worry for maybe Crichton, maybe one of the Butcher Boys. Um, you usually don't buy in a really good player like that and plan to bring him off the bench. I'm presuming they paid him a bit. Penrith thinks a lot of him, um, you know, want to want a chip. Uh, but yeah, I just, yeah, maybe it's writing on the wall for one of these one of these really good Roosters players. Maybe Crichton's worse than we than we maybe thought. So yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen there? So, mate, Ruben Cotter's come out said he wants to be an eighty minute lock, which is incredibly exciting for for all of us, that, you know, that follow SuperCoach because Ruben Cotter is the ultimate SuperCoach forward. Uh, I think we saw it last year, uh, which is why he's so hyped up this year for good reason. And, mate, if he plays 80 minutes, you've got to have him, haven't you? Well, I've had him. He was a lock for 
you know, you've been watching our other team lists. Um, yeah, he's been a lock for me for a long time. I wish he had a Kiwi accent, but anyway, I'll uh, I'll roll through with that and, yeah, enjoy wearing my Maroons jersey. Fair, fair enough. Um, mate, Preston set to debut for the Doggies, which is exciting. So we've got a bench forward there that we can look at. I don't know whether he's a look for round one. I'm probably going to go elsewhere. Um, but plenty of talent in this, this young fellow. And obviously we've said over and over again, Gus can pick him. So... We'll, uh, we'll see how he goes in round one. And Johnny Bateman in doubt for the Tigers in round one. They say that his conditioning just hasn't been up to scratch, which is probably expected, to be fair. Yeah, and I was hoping this, and I was hoping that they'd still bring him off on the bench and maybe give him maybe give him 20 minutes, ease him into it, get him into the system, everything like that. And we did get a bit of a, um, you know, a discount later on in the year because I really like Johnny Bateman, but... It's probably smart from the from the Tigers from a from a footy standpoint. Now, mate, the Dolphins have gone the double whammy with the F squared, Farnworth and Flegler, straight over to the Dolphins from the Broncos. So Uncle Wayne's doing a bit of uh, poaching, uh, I'd, I'd call it, from from Brizzy. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I think he's overpaying, and I think he's going to have to overpay to get some quality players. But yeah, no, finally getting some good footy players on the park. I. You've heard me talk about Flegler and maybe, you know, maybe that cements a bit more of a spot for Marty Tapao. Maybe Marty Tapao's been um, been impressing. I sort of went a bit off Flegler when I saw that the Manly rumours and um, and Herbie. I've heard Herbie wants to be a fullback. So, you know, we don't think a lot of Hammer. I think a bit of Herbie. So, yeah. Mm, but, Tessie New might be a bit upset about that too, I think, because uh, yeah, I reckon but, he's over there trying to get that position too. Yeah, but Herbie's good, so. Absolutely. You'd pick Herbie over those two any day of the yeah. week. Um, mate, the last one, probably the biggest talking point, probably the one that people have been relying on and the most owned player in NRL Supercoach all preseason is Josh Schuster uh, being injured. Now, let's talk about the difference between the Schuster and the Hines injuries. Now, NRL Physio is, if you subscribe to NRL Physio's Patreon, which is $5 a month, you're going to get, $500 a month of value from that. He's got an injury profile on nearly every single player in the NRL. I think there's over 300 players in this in this injury profile. And he's basically talking about the fact that there's a really big difference. Even though there's a similarity in injury between Nico Hines and Schuster, both injuring a calf and both having a minor strain, whether it's a grade one or a grade two. Um, but the difference is that Schuster has had significant calf injuries in the past. So he's had three calf injuries in the last three years, which is definitely worth noting when we're talking about rehab as well, because that's a major concern for somebody who could potentially take a little bit longer to recover uh, than what they normally would. So let me run you through this, right? In 2020, Josh Schuster left syndesmosis injury. So syndesmosis, for those of you that aren't um, on top of the term is a high ankle sprain. So they're actually a little bit harder to come back from. Um, in 2021, he had a calf strain. And in 2022, he had another syndesmosis injury and surgery and an additional calf strain. So now we're seeing in 2023, he's got another calf strain. It's a major concern. That's the third calf strain and the second syndesmosis injury, which is high ankle. Could we see him actually taking a little bit more time to go through that rehab process, I'd probably say there's a lot more risk there. So we'll, this is a big talking point for us because Schuster is probably the, one of the most relevant players in Supercoach at the moment. That's, uh, you know, people are asking, do I start with him? Do I sit him? Do I not start? How do I play it? Um, so that'll be well, that'll be a really big talking point, I think, Matty. Yeah, 5-8, um, second row field, uh, forward duel. I've actually heard that his conditioning hasn't been... 
very good throughout the offseason, um, and they weren't that happy with that. Uh, which obviously they were they were right if he's you know if he's got some high ankle injuries. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a worry. I yeah. I noticed on some of the socials, and I'm not a hundred percent sure, but a man called David Schuster that says that he's Josh Schuster's brother um, said not to expect him until at least round four. Um, I don't have any validity in anything like that, but I don't think it's important enough that anybody would go and make a David Schuster page and start saying it's his brother. I actually believe it a little bit, and, yeah, we might not be seeing him. That buy helps. That buy definitely helps. Um, but, yeah, no, we might not be seeing him. We might be seeing a bit of Cooper Johns. We may be. We may hey, be. Maybe, maybe Cooper, like, if they've been unhappy with Josh Schuster's weight and conditioning, if Cooper Johns comes out, lights out, um, hey, who, who knows? We might not even see Schuster. The one thing I'll say about Josh Schuster is I know personally that he is coming in poorly conditioned. I'm not going to say how. Uh, let's just say I work in a gym and I work in a place that runs a DEXA scan um, and I may uh, we may have provided a service to a certain player. And um, he's about eight kilos overweight in comparison to where they wanted him to be. That's all I'll say. Um, but at this stage, there is a lot of concerns around his conditioning and a lot of concerns around where he's at at the moment, and especially now this injury, mate, there's red flags all over the shop. So you've definitely got to go in with, with two eyes uh, open on this situation. So, mate, plenty of news. We could probably talk about news forever, but Teamless Tuesday is tomorrow. So by the time this gets out, Teamless Tuesday will be literally a few hours away. So, mate, let's get stuck into our teams. Uh, you can start us off. I'm just going to share my screen. So for everybody on watching us on YouTube, um, Make sure to, to tune in here. You're going to get a good view of, of Maddie's team here. I can't wait to see Matrix reloaded on the big screen. It's going to be a banger. So oh, look at that. It's beautiful, isn't it? So, mate, do you want to kick us off? Take us through your team. Talk us through a little bit of the reasoning behind those positions as well. We'll start at hooker and we'll work our way down. Yeah, so um, I started with Reese Robson. I got him in pretty much straight away. I see him as one of the only guys that can compete with Harry Grant this year, and I wanted to use my 120K elsewhere. I find Hooker a position that doesn't have that high of a ceiling. I sort of expect the 80s. It's not somebody that I, you know, that I get out there, do the VC, uh, do the C on. Um, I definitely see a lot of merit to going cheap this year at Hooker, um, but I'm splashing the cash. I really like the Cowboys draw, which I'll mention for the 204th time. And, um, yeah, Reese Robson locked him in. Uh, in some of our earlier shows, I know that you've said that you can see Reese Robson competing with Harry Grant. A lot less chance of playing Origin with gents like Appy and, and Cook in that New South Wales team. Um, yeah, do you have anything to add on Robson there, Brenner? No, you, you hit the nail on the head with Robson. I'm, I'm pretty high on Robson this year. Um, I won't give away too much with my team, but... Brandon Smith is a no-brainer, but Robson specifically, I think he could score your 70-plus, 70 75 average for the year, which he showed that he can do that last year. And when you're getting a 120K discount to start the year, you can do a lot with 120,000 to start your team off. Uh, and I think you've got to make sure as you've got to get as many points for your cash as possible to start the season and then find your, your cash cows that are going to gain your cash as well. So 
really yeah. nice medium there that you found with Robson. Yeah, and I'd like to think that I'm going to have Harry Grant at some stage throughout the year. I really think after uh, round 20 that the Storm's draw really opens up and uh, maybe we've got some blokes like Pappy and everything in there and maybe it's a play because we know Robson plays a lot of his, you know, really good games or really really good matchup games at the start in that first 13 weeks. Um, and yeah, hopefully um, covers a bit over the buy period. So yeah, happy to have Robson, but Brandon Smith, I think that he should be really highly owned. I think 470 K is absolute no brainer in that Roosters team. They didn't look that good in the trials, but I want, I look at this team and you go have a play and I always find myself wanting more Roosters in my team, especially with the Dolphins being the first the first game of the year. I've had to be really careful with not over-roostering my team, to be honest. Yeah, yeah like, you know, you can only have so much cock in your team. So. Got to be careful, mate. <laughs> mate, 49.5% own Brandon Smith now. He's creeping up to that 50 mark, So, yeah. um, which is he a, should be. It completely makes be. sense. Yep. I don't understand the people fading Brandon Smith, to be honest. No, it doesn't make sense for me either, mate. He's 478K. I think he's priced on like a 44 average or something. You just take that to the bank. You let him get his 55 to 60 average, which we know he's probably going to churn out in the first few weeks. With the Roosters' good draw, there's a good chance he gets some attacking stats in that as well. So I'm more than happy to just ride Brandon Smith to the bank. And then, look, you, you get to a point where you might be able to upgrade Brandon Smith to a keeper. Um Mate, happy days. That's basically why we play the game is to turn Brandon Smiths into Harry Grant. Yeah. That should be your goal. Important to note, he does have that Kiwi accent too. So, um, yeah, we'll be pivotal over the um, over the origin period. So, Big time, big time. Mate, take us through your front rowers. Uh, Ruben Cotter, I've had him, yeah, again, from word dot, as soon as I started working out that draw, probably before I started working out that draw, to be honest, uh, we did just have a chat about the fact that he does want to be an 80-minute lock. I was happy with 55, 60 minutes in the front row. He regressed, uh, his scores regressed a little bit at the end of last year. And I think we're getting him at a discount. I might already have at 620K. Um, yeah, I could have the best front row forward in my team already. So I think that he'll compete with Tarpany. Yeah, that's huge. That's a huge call. Okay. Um, I think he's going to be consistent. I think he's going to be a guy that gets you 70. I don't know whether he competes with Tarpany. That's a, that's Tarpany's a massive priced on a Tarpany's priced on a 70 average, man. Like, yeah, yeah, talking, but do you yeah. think he's, do you think Tarpany averages 70 for the full season or do you reckon he goes bigger? I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. I think either way, I think that they can both score around the same. So, okay. Cool. Especially if Cotter's playing 80 minutes. Mate. That's huge. That is huge oh. news. But the fact that he wants to versus what Todd Payton wants him to do are two very, very different things. We, we saw that Taumalolo wanted to play 60 last year and he played him 50, 45. So um, we know Todd Payton does what Todd Payton wants to do. So it'll be interesting to see how they use Cotter this year. But imagine having a bloke that can play through the middle for 80 minutes on your team. You'd surely be taking advantage of that. Oh, if, if Ruben Cotter come to me and said, I want to play more minutes, I would play him more minutes. Fair enough. You can't really resist the mullet either, can you? Serious haircut. <laughs> Queensland's best. There's plenty of that up here. Speaking of Queensland's best, maybe not best, but he's up there. How about your second guy? Uh, Christian Welch come into my team. Right around that 
news about him being the captain. I always talked about the fact that he was going to be the leader of this pack. But coming in, gee, he looked good in the trials. He was offloading. Um, he was running lines. And, again, to throw back to someone like the NRL physio, uh, just reminding that a lot of people come back from an ACL after that sort of six or seven months. And there was it Achilles or ACL? Achilles. Achilles, sorry. And they're a bit hampered. Um, but he's had that extra time. He wasn't ready to come back by the end of last year. And he's had the whole off season and he looks really good. The eye test was there. I had Saifidi and he didn't impress me in the trials. And I know it's just the trials, but when you can save some money on Christian Welch over Saifidi, um, yeah, you just, you just lock him in. Um, you hope that he goes up to that sort of 600k but he could be a guy that you have all year yeah absolutely i think the one thing for christian welch is is he going to be allowed to offload is bellamy going to let him offload because we know that bellamy is very well known for making sure that his front rowers tuck the ball under the arm they don't do anything fancy they get their meters up the middle and then obviously they use their outside backs to expand the field now what we saw was very promising from Christian Welch throughout the, the two trials. Uh, we saw that he got the arm free a few times and flicked a few out the back. So, mate, it, as soon beauty. as he did that for me in the first trial, as soon as he got those couple of offloads, he was cemented in my team. And then obviously the captaincy news basically just completely locked him in for me as well. So I'm with you. I'm completely with you on Christian Welch. I reckon he's going to have a massive year this year. And I think you were a guy that had Dan Saifidi too. I think it should be noted that Saifidi's going to have these games where he scores a try, and I'm not sure Welch has that in him. But I think it's going to be good enough at that 460K. You are getting him at a discount, aren't you? Yeah, oh, massive. Mate, he could be a 600K front rower comfortably. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So so I know we're talking about my team, um, but there's a lot of similarities some would say there's four similarities between yours and mine in the front row. And I'm going to let you talk about your Tigers boy, Stefano. I uh, can't pronounce his name. Yeah, Stefano Utuikamanu, I think it is. Um, Utuikamanu. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mate, Stefano is a beast. I'm, I'm more so, I'm picking him. There's a bit of emotion involved in this pick because I'm a Tigers supporter. And also the fact that he's had a rough couple of years. He's had a couple of injury-riddled years. We want to see him do well. I want to see him do well as a Tigers supporter, and he's just got so much talent. This guy is a seriously good footballer, and we know that he's going to come out and prove a point this year. He's going to want to do that. I feel like 319000 mate, you're paying more for Hamiso Tabuai Fado in your team than you're paying for Stefano, who will probably knock out 50 for you every single week in base stats. It's the way that I see this going. Look, and don't get me wrong, he will have some a little bit more quieter games where he might bash out 40, 45, whatever it be. But even 45 average is going to get you to 450K. So I think he's 150K underpriced at the moment if he plays 40 to 50 minutes. So a lot of guys are, are listening. Um, I've actually seen the Hammers, which I don't know why I'm talking about the Hammer, but I've actually seen the Hammers ownership go down about 13% and Stefano is now 38% owned. So people listening to the, uh, to the pod, uh, people are having a, having a look at him. I'm probably not as confident as you. Um, you'll notice that the reserve tag isn't on him for, for week one. I had toyed a lot with maybe not having Welch or Safidi and him being my second guy. And I just don't have the confidence in that yet. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll get the opportunity to to earn my confidence, earn a bit of cash, and um, yeah, he's on Matrix Reloaded. 
there's a lot of go- yeah, there's a lot going on at the Tigers as well. You want a bit of security, you want a bit of certainty around what he's going to be able to do in the front row. But if he gets named in the eight or the ten jersey, it's it's an easy lock and load in the front row, which is quite a weak position this year. So yep. um, I'm happy to take a risk on a guy that is probably 15 points underpriced. I'm I'm actually surprised uh, the way that we've spoken about front row and how we've said a lot of times that we want to that we want to save a lot of money in the front row and we actually have ended up spending spending a bit of cash in the front row in these four positions. Um, you know, Cotter coming out and saying a few things. Welch looking so good. Stefano looking so good. Yeah, like there is a lot of merit to saving some money and and putting the money in your, in your second row. Um, but yeah, we're we're having a crack. Um, you just expect a little bit more of a slow burn in the front row. Um, Stefano's not going to be worth, you know, six hundred k. Like he's no, he's not going to be worth what Taylor May was worth, for example. I just think I we need to temper our expectations a little bit. Yeah, agree with that. But I also think when you've got a really weak position, it's it's quite comforting to be able to slot a few guys in that you can really rely on for pretty much the full season. I mean, I don't know about you, but I could actually see Cotter and Welch just sitting in my front row all year. Um, I'd, I mean, you get to a point where potentially a Tarpany bottoms out and you go Welch to Tarpany. Happy days. Yeah, of course you do that. But I wouldn't necessarily be upset to rely on those two, Cotter and Welch, to be able to just chip away in the front row, get themselves obviously a 60 each week, um, and I'd happily just leave that and then I've obviously spend elsewhere and try and find those high upside positions that we've spoken about a fair bit throughout as well. So, um, mate, there's, I guess it's quite slim pickings in the front row this year. This guy's like Tom Gilbert. Have you looked at him at all? No, I just don't think the Dolphins have enough. When you have a look that he played for the Cowboys and he averaged 47 on good minutes, maybe he gets a small minutes uptick, but they've still got blokes like, Kenny Bromwich and and all these other really talented guys. I think he's the best in the front row that they've got. Um, I don't really see him playing lock, even though there's a bit of chat about it. Um, I think that they'll look a bit elsewhere, and I think his best position's in the front row. But they've probably paid a lot for him. Um, yeah, I just can't see him really being worth it. And I think at 500K, someone like Stefano or, like, he's still more expensive than Christian Welch, like, Put that into perspective. I know he's coming off an injury. Um, my issue with Cotter and Welch in my team is that origin period, but I'll tackle that. Stefano won't be playing origin. Uh, hopefully he can be a plug-and-play some weeks. Um, Davi Moali's not someone that I'm confident in playing, um, and we'll lead into him uh, with a few injuries in the Rabbitohs. Um, yeah, Davies found his way into, into a lot of teams. I think it's 18%. And... Um, yeah, he looks looks pretty good. Um, the issue is probably that that Shaq Mitchell, um, but I see a fair bit of job sharing. Um, I think Davy's probably the pick out of Shaq Mitchell and and um, and Moali. What do you think? Um, that's a no brainer, mate. Like Davy Moali has been talked about all preseason. The Rabbitohs are high on him; they like him. Um, when you've got injuries to harm Saleh and Saliba Havili as well. That really opens the door for Moali to find some minutes in the front row rotation. Um, obviously, Tavita Totola is probably going to be the mainstay of that front row. So he's probably, you're going to see him playing 50 to 55 minutes, but there's going to be a plenty of opportunity in that bench rotation as well to get some decent minutes. You could see, honestly, you could see 40 to 50 minutes from Moali, depending on how they play that there. I'll be very happy if I see 40 to 50 minutes from Moali. You'd honestly be happy if you saw 30 minutes because if he scores yep. at a point a minute, 
1.1, you get 35 points. You probably end up seeing a hundred K out of him in the first few weeks. Um, and then you make decisions from there as to what you want to do, but that's kind of what you want from a, your fourth front rower. Um, pod along, make you some cash and, uh, you can upgrade or use that cash elsewhere. Yeah. Just a bit of cash generation. Uh, maybe you bottom him out at some stage or, um, or move on to somebody that you're comfortable to put that reserve tag on. That's right. So mate, take us through your center wing. Uh, sorry, your two RF, because there's a, a bit going on here. There's a, there's a few talking points. So go ahead. <sighs> Dave, Dave Fafita has been there since day dot. I just see the upside and him being the only second rower that has a score like 160 in him. Um, look, there's a lot of chat about Cam Murray and I would love to have Cam Murray in my team. Um, but for the 60K saving, being able to bolster some other positions, he's not the most consistent player in the world. But we're talking about Dave Fafita having a bad season last year and he averaged 66. I think that warrants how well he is owned at the moment. Um, just honestly, just a really good, exciting player playing beside his best mate. Um, 19% owned. Yeah, happy to have Fafita. Titans sure. score a lot of points. Yeah, they do. Mate, he can do it himself as well. Grab the ball from dummy yep. half, run half the field. So fend off six blokes, carry three over the line. We've seen him do it year in, year. Yep. So, uh, and if I was a coach with, again. And if I was a coach that has a few question marks about him like the Titans coach, I would be finding my best player the ball. Justin Holbrook had his basically his coaching career on the line all of last year as well somehow and Fafita saw no ball. So I don't know why he's still there then. Yeah, that, and that's the question mark. I think he's got probably about five games to show that he can still do the job there. Yeah. And uh, I'd say that I'd be relying on my $1.2 million forward to uh, carry me to eternal glory and make me it is a, save it my is job. A contract. It is a contract year too. <laughs> That's a relevant point. That is a relevant yep. point. Mate, Teague Wilson is a new addition to your team. I don't think I've seen him in your team recently. Yeah, I found myself with a bit of cash and there was a big question with this cash and it's going to depend on actually the Panthers wingers. It's going to depend whether I have Teague in my team. Tossing up between Egan Butcher and Teague Wilton, I just don't want too many roosters in my team. I think Teague Wilton's edge will, if he plays 80 minutes, he can score a lot of points. He's always scored at that sort of 0.6 PPM, which isn't super exciting. Um, but having a lot of, he's a workhorse, and having blokes like Mulatalo, um, having blokes like Talakai beside him, he should be really, really good. Wade Graham seems to be, when he's going to come in, he's going to play at lock. I'm a bit confused about their rotation with Cam McInnes and Wade Graham. But if it looks like Teague Wilton's going to be playing 80 minutes, he'll be in my team. If it looks like he's not, I'll probably pivot to someone like Egan Butcher. And, yeah, I'll explain a bit later on about what I'm doing with Panthers wingers. So. And to be fair, Cam McInnes can play hooker as well. He can relieve Braley. We know Bra Blake Braley is an 80-minute hooker as well, so it just depends how they use him there. But I... I feel like when you've got McInnes and you've also then got three other forwards on the bench, they'll probably rotate through the middle a fair bit. Neither of their props are going to be playing big minutes. Um, you know, you've got Britton Nakora on the other side though, so it just depends. We've got a, I think it's a very close watch on what their bench makeup looks like when Teamless Tuesday drops as to whether you go with Wilton or not. 
Um, but honestly, he does need 80 minutes if, if he's going to be relevant. But we saw what he did for Mulatalo and Talakai. We talked about that last episode when we touched on the center wings. Um, so we know how influential he is to this team. And I don't think it would make much sense to, to not roll with him at 80 minutes on the left edge. So I, I like it. And that's what I'm thinking. 490K is a little bit of an awkward price. He only came into my team today, actually. Um, but yeah, found myself with a little bit of cash and decided to um, to spend it. Bit of teamless Tuesday Eve shuffling around, bit of Tetris going yeah. on over there. It makes yeah, it feel I loaded. Actually, I actually went from Ray Stone to Teague Wilton. So. Okay. Mate, the next guy, I think I've seen on Twitter, you post at least 15 times and comment on people's team list saying, not enough near Corey. Yeah, I actually rate, you know, you know, you're on Twitter, you do a podcast and people like, oh, can you rate my team? I'm like six out of 10, not enough near Corey. Um, you will get a 10 out of 10 if you have this man in your team. He is going to score a lot of points. I don't really like the Ghana pick. Um, I think you called him a professional decoy. He could get 80 minutes on the edge and he's always scored at a good PPM. He's always scored a, sort of scored that played that 40 minutes and scored about 40. If he can play 80 and he can bang out 60 to 70 points every week, which is not unrealistic, I'm really excited about Murata Niakore. Yeah, fair. I like it, mate. Your Our teams are very similar at the moment. We'll talk through a few differences soon, but, mate, keep flying through because these three on your bench, and one of them's a big talking point. I know Jermaine Hopgood's a bit of a lock. Everybody should have him in their team. He What's should be 100% owned, the owned. He should be 100% owned. Um, Let's have a look. But I can, I'll have a quick chat about another guy from Parramatta, Matt Dory. 51%. Yeah, Hopgood, yeah, and 51%. It, and, and I probably expect it to go up to about 60% shortly. Um, hopefully a few people, if they have Schuster in their team, might go Hopgood. Um, but Matt Dory, I wanted a cheapie at centre wing. Um, looks like he's going to play on that edge. Um, even the news of Bryce Cartwright being back and going to play a little bit, um, that'll be hopefully on Sean Lane's side. Yeah, I just think Matt Dory's, Matt Dory's a lock. Going to get a bit of cash generation. I'm probably not going to play him maybe any week. Um, maybe we need to temper our expectations a little bit um, because Parramatta do have that really hard draw to start. Um, but, yeah. I think he should be pretty pretty highly owned. I'm pretty happy to have him, actually. Yeah, cool. Mate, Josh um, Schuster, big talking point. Talk us through your logic as to why you have him at the moment based on that injury. So at the very least for week one, and I don't think I'm going to trade him out. I think I'm going to sit him there basically just as enough. Um, I'm going to play that VC captain loop. And I like to have a lot of players that are playing. I don't like to have any dragons. I was actually watching, um, basically no one watched our dragons podcast because no one cared. They are not very good at football. Um, they're going to find themselves last, maybe probably worse than the, than the dolphins. And they've got Ben hunt and everybody else is suspended or injured. Um, I don't have any of them in my team, which sort of, you know, it's going to be easy week two because I'm going to have some of those guys in my team. It's going to be easy when the when the Roosters have, have a buy um, because I'm always going to have them in my team. Hey, we're talking about the Warriors aren't going to be fantastic. I have some of those guys in my team. I'm not having any Dragons, and I really do want to play the captain's loop. 
yeah, that, I mean, that's good logic. Um, a lot of people won't be riding with Dragons players. I mean, if you're riding with Tyrell Sloan or you're going with Ben Murdoch Masilla or one of those guys, I can probably understand why you would. Um, but in saying that, yeah, no, I think Schuster's the perfect loop. I think also, though, are you paying? And my question to you is, are you happy to pay for one week of a loop but hold a guy for potentially six rounds for a price rise? Because like we said before, there's a big risk at the moment that Schuster doesn't return until potentially round four. He might risk, miss round three. This extended, this calf injury might become a little bit more of a big deal because of the pre, uh, the pre-exposed injury that he's had to all of his calves and ankles in the past three years. Then you hold a guy and you don't get a price rise for six weeks. And that's my concern with Schuster is that are we going to be holding a guy we're not going to see anything from? He's going to sit on the bench for six weeks, um, just for use of the captaincy loop and to save one trade. Yeah. And trust me, we're all guys that tinker with our teams and I have, you know, pop Schuster out and put Ray Stone in. They're basically exactly the same price. If Ray Stone looks like he's going to get, again, it's TLT dependent. If Ray Stone's starting at lock, Josh Schuster's probably out of my team and I don't play that captain loop. Well, we'll see. There was chatter of Gilbert there. I'm not sure what I like. I don't really like much of it for Supercoach, but yeah, maybe Ray Stone comes into my team for Josh Schuster and, you know, I heed that, but the talk of the camp is he should be back round three or four. So, yep. Fair enough. Halfback, 5'8", far away. Nathan Cleary, bit of a no-brainer, really. Absolute lock. Um, honestly, another guy that could be 100% owned, really. He's fantastic. Um, he is 53% owned. Um, and I've got Tanner Boyd. Uh, you'll notice I don't have Isaiah Katoa. Um, There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Obviously, I was very confident that Isaiah Katoa wasn't going to be playing in the first grade at the start. Yeah, we, we and, saw that. And Uncle Wayne does what Uncle Wayne does. If I need to move on at some stage with Jules, I'm probably going to look to whoever does the worst out of Caelan Ponga, Adam Dwayhe, Tanner Boyd, Reese Robson, or Brandon Smith. So via, you know, Boyd in duels and, and Katoa being a duel uh, halfback and 5'8", I just think it gives me a lot of flexibility. If you've got Katoa in your team, you're not going to be playing him. So why have him these first few rounds? I'm going to get some guys that are going to get me points. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. 
I really like Tanner Boyd. I really like his connection with Fafita. Um, he's a sharpshooter, really good goal kicker, actually shoots better than better than Hazamel Masri out there. Um, <laughs> bit of a smaller sample size, don't you think? Yeah, a little bit of a smaller sample size, but let's roll with it. Let's roll with the facts. Um, Adam Dwayhe, speaking of goal kickers, um, at the West Tigers, the West Tigers looking a lot better. Um, you know, him having some really good players outside of him. Um, I believe he's on the Loomis side too, um, who looks, at least the chatter is that he looks fantastic at training and, you know, he wants to revive his career. And if he can run back, the like you've seen those damaging runs that he has in those first one or two tackles and uh, end off the kicks. Um, if he can come back, he's on Dwayne's side. I'm really excited that West Tigers are going to be better. Therefore, Dwayne's going to be better. Um, Matty Burton dropped out of my side today. Um, I needed that 70K to get Teague in. Um, and looking at Kalen Ponga, I was just looking at some of the blokes he had around him, and I just think he's going to be a, a lot better. Of course, the question mark comes if he can be on the park. But actually, the Isaiah Katoa news made me a lot more confident in putting Ponga in. Uh, Burton looked a bit rusty in those trials. Yeah, like... Oh, how easy is it going to be if Ponga gets concussed, which he's very well known for, just to drop back to Katoa, get your cash generation, save yourself a heap of money, or just go to Matty Burton? It's only 70K difference. Um, this is my logic in my halves at the moment. So Yeah, and we also need to remember the Newcastle Knights draw is elite to start the season. It's a very yeah. nice draw, and we know the quality of player that Ponga is. So he could honestly come out and go ton, ton, ton and make everybody look silly that didn't start with him. And that's the ultimate pod that you're looking for, a guy with really high upside, a guy with immense talent. He isn't goal-kicking, which is a little bit of a damper on the spirits of the people yep. that are taking Ponga. Um, but in saying that, look, I mean, you don't really need him to goal-kick at his best. So let's hope that 5-8 really agrees with him. He's had a good connection with those guys in the spine throughout the preseason, and um, he comes out guns blazing. Nice I think Jacko is a fantastic teammate, and I think Jacko might steer him around the park a little bit and just let Kalen be Kalen, that damaging runner, you know, those short balls. Um, yeah, just I'm excited just to see him play footy. 100%. I'm, I'm with you. Mate, let's move on to your centre wing, uh, and we'll chuck full back in there as well. Yep. Um, Plenty happening here, mate. We just did it. We just come off the back of our center wing pod yesterday, which yep. um, went for about an hour and 15 minutes because there's so much to talk about here. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Obviously, Val Holmes. Yeah, let's let's start at Val Holmes. I've talked now for the 205th time about how good the uh, the Cowboys draw is, and I want a piece of that. Um, 724K is usually not how much money I'm looking to spend at the start of the year in the center wing, um, but I'm actually scared not to have him. Um, being a goal kicker, I think they're going to put on a lot of points. Um, Val Holmes, you know, the Jets running back out there. Um, yeah, he's just... He's, there's going to be a lot of points. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go go ton ton, and everybody has to get him in. I've captained him in one of the draft, um, one of the drafts that I did recently. He's my captain in round one. And if you don't play captains during draft, you're a pussy. Yeah, um, you are a coward. So um, yeah, no, Val Holmes with the C, the big dog. So so, so carry me to I glory. Have, 
just to put you into my headspace, I reckon about 40 times I have scrolled over Val Holmes and just went VC and then I've went back to Cleary and then I've went back to Val. Um, I'm not sure. I want a captain Tedesco against the Dolphins. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the vice captain could definitely find himself on Holmes round one. Beautiful. And, and, that's, that and, loop, that's another so. re- and that's another reason that I want Schuster in my team. I know, I know it's a big risk and I'm going to see where Ray is, but, yeah. Um, but let's go to Bizza. Um, he's a Panther. He's on the wing. He's a damaging runner. Probably coming. Oh, he's always sort of scored that 55-60. But, yeah, I could just see see an uptick. Um, I could definitely see a really good run of games for him as well. Um, I think 620K. Like, if, you're, if he's 30K cheaper, you're talking about him as a mid-ranger. And with that pedigree, I want him in my team. What do you think about Toto? Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Toto is that guy that back, I think, what was it, 2021? He averaged 83, I think, was on the yep. wing, on the left wing for Penrith. I think the one thing we do need to consider with Brian Toto is the fact that in 2021, they just introduced that six again rule. And that really impacted defense. That really impacted. Uh, and benefited a lot of wingers. Uh, there were so many overlaps that year because defences weren't really adjusting that well to that six-again rule. They were caught off guard a lot throughout the 2021 season. And obviously that was COVID-affected season as well. So that there was a lot happening during that season. Uh, are you concerned at all the fact that when every other year Brian Toto has averaged between 57 to 60, that maybe we're looking at what the true average will be for Brian Toto as aside from that anomaly season of 2021? No, because you're not disappointed in getting that amount of money and getting exactly what it says on the packet. He has that tremendous base, especially for a winger, uh, that you usually don't see. Um, we talked about him so much last year that when I go to type in two to people, it actually uh, auto-corrects to Toto. So that's, that's how much I think of him. <laughs> that's true. He was a big talking point nearly every year that we played Supercoach. That's, that's a fair call. Yeah. Um, CNK was a big talking point on our center wing podcast because we don't necessarily agree too much about CNK, but he's in both of our teams, um, but for different reasons, I guess. But there are some concerns for me specifically. Um, what about yourself? Why is he there for you at the moment? So he actually left at one stage today um, because I was looking at where to spend that extra money from, you know, the news of Jordan McLean. I went Burton. I went Burton down um, and found myself with a couple hundred K, but I just didn't like any guy around 500 K. I would have called myself a coward if I put Katoni Staggs in, um, which I, (laughs) he was very close to being in my team today. Um, If someone like Sue Alihi or somebody like that was under 530, I can't see myself adding coats. I just can't I can't talk myself around into stags, and that's why I went a bit safer. We're in the second row. Um, CNK will play fullback. It looks like he's going to play fullback, even if at, at least to start. And I think at centre, he's priced still unders. I think he's priced unders regardless of if he plays centre or fullback. Blokes like Sloan, Hayes Perham, Hammer. They're not going to perform. Um, CNK, whether he's at the centre, whether he's at fullback, is going to at least beat that average. And to be honest, 
even if he got his average and I needed to find a way to move on because he's not getting that cash generation, we're going to get a bit of a price rise out of CNK. We're talking about him at 320K and he is a really good football player. Yeah. I think when we're looking purely at price, yeah, for sure. You probably make some cash out of him. The one concern for me is you need to play him every week. So, I mean, is he the guy that can get you the 40 to 50 every single week? I don't know. I reckon there's some inconsistencies, and we need to remember he's playing for the New Zealand Warriors. He's not playing for the Rabbitohs. He's not, he's not playing for a top eight team. He's playing for a bottom eight team who probably are going to concede a lot of points. There are going to be some issues uh, defensively in this team as well, and is CNK going to be used as a bit of a stopgap to stop the leak of points? We've talked about this a little bit. I won't talk too much about it again, but... That's the only concern for me. It, it does make sense to take a guy that is named at fullback that you can pick in the centre wing in NRL Supercoach, um, and that's obviously why he's there and he's very highly owned for the majority. But for me, I'm not 100% sold on him just yet. So so, so I've talked a lot about what I thought about Adam Dwayne, and I've actually seen your team, so, I'll, um, so we can lead into this and it be very, very relevant. I wanted somebody from the Tigers, uh, one of those cheap players, um, but I don't think Grass Stains was the answer. Ken Mamalo got injured. Um, I don't know how many questions I've asked you about Brent Naden, but I never thought I'd be talking about Brent Naden when it comes to um, to Supercoach. Tommy Talao's a turnstile. Junior Tau- Tupo, I don't even really see starting to start. If one of those guys emerged or I saw a bit more from Tommy Talao, which looks like he'll get named, if I saw a bit more from one of those Tigers players, I would be a bit more high on them than CNK. I don't think it's that hit out of the park um, that we think that it is. But I'm also banking on maybe one of these cheaper guys, like your Jordan McLeans, like your Alamotti, like your Cam Pereira, like your Warbrick. Hopefully one of those guys emerge as a bloke that I can play every week and as you see, I've went heavy in some other positions. I've got Cleary, I've got Tedesco, I've got Robson, I've got Cotter, I've got Fafita. Um, I'd rather take that risk in centre wing because I see some of these cheapies getting some 14s, getting some 20s for me. Um, but, yeah, I can see him rolling out on 60 when I get really lucky. So I'm rolling the dice. And you've got four 200K basement price cheapies in your team in, in McLean, Alamotti, Camperera and Warbrick. They're all pretty self-explanatory, really, when we look at these four guys. I mean, McLean, we talked about at the start with the news coming out saying that him and Taruva are pretty much even neck and neck to take that that right wing. Uh, and then we've also got then Alamotti's locked into centres um, for the Bulldogs. Can't oh, doesn't he look like wing. a beast? Both yeah, of the guys. Are, the guy's an animal. Is like, like I said in the last pod, Tavita Pangai Jr., if he played in the centres and could run probably 37 kilometres an hour, that's Paul Alamotti. Like, yeah. It's a, that's pretty impressive. The guy's in a tank. And then Khan Pereira is the quickest bloke on the Titans roster. He'd probably give most quick blokes on any roster a good run. Yep. And Will Warbrick was a sevens player. It's a bit of a placeholder. Um, you know, I don't really see um, Iremia getting picked um, after how good Warbrick looked. But, hey, it's, it is Bellamy. And, you know, I might have to... If Jordan McLean and Warbrick don't get named, even if one of them don't get named, Teague Wilton's back out again. I go cheaper, and I'm going to have to bolster this a little bit. And I'm probably just going to have to roll the dice on someone like that Tommy Talao. Um, that's I, yeah. I bet you never never had questions in your inbox about uh, Brent Naden like uh, like I was asking today. <laughs> I have not. 
I have not. You are the first. So, but yeah. no, no. I, I like Brent Naden as a player, but yeah, I, I don't know whether he's super coach relevant. But we'll see, mate. Last, last but not least, is the Teddy and Turbo combination, which seems to be one of the. What, it seems to be the most popular combination in the fullback position for the majority of people that know what they're doing when it comes to super coach, mate. So, anything Teddy, to add on those two? Teddy explains himself. I still can't believe how much Turbo's getting owned. Um, it's you know, all the question marks. And I actually copped a bit of slack on the, uh, on the old social media for having Turbo to, um, to start. And it was one of our first podcasts, but I, I've always sort of thought that it was a no brainer. Um, he's now 37% owned. So as people are downloading the app they're they're looking at Turbo. Um, he seems set to go. Um, Tedesco is always going to be a captain option. Um, Mate, this guy was, and I know it was an inflated season, but he was worth 1200k at some stage, and you're buying him for 577. Just get him in your team. If he gets injured, there is always going to be a cheaper option. Like, honestly, like, for example, if he got injured, I could just go Ponga down to fullback, put Isaiah Katoa in, and then suddenly I'd have cash to burn. There is absolutely no risk with having Turbo, but there is a risk that he's going to score 100 if you don't have him. Big time. I'm too scared about what Turbo is going to do to me. When I'm not looking, so uh, yeah, it's got to be it's got to be those two, mate. But uh, mate, that wraps up your team. That's what my role? team. If I had to rate it six out of ten, because it's got Murata Niakore in it, mate. I reckon it's an eight out of ten because it's got Murata <laughs> Niakore in it. So, uh, <laughs> mate. Well, before we move on, um, just as a reminder, we have an unlimited group available for Molten Fantasy Sports. So, if you want to take on the community here at Molten and you want to verse the Supercoach community and try and take out a championship ring and get an episode on the podcast with us here at Molten. Jump into that group. We're going to be closing off entries very early in the season in the first couple of rounds, so make sure to get in there before we close those entries off so that you can go in the running to win. Um, I've actually... I think I might even have the championship ring behind me. Here we go. It's, uh, when I open it, there you go. You wouldn't find me on The Bachelor because I don't know how to open a ring box, but it's, uh, it's right there, so... Ooh, that's that we've got the ring fire. ready to go. It is, it is gonna, very nice. You wear this one to work, I reckon, Matty, if you win. I'm going to look good with that on, and I see it happening. There's only there's only about 140 in there. so. Um, well, you do you do yeah. have Murata Niakore in your team, so, mate, you're going to be hard to beat this year, I think. Lock, lock and load. Lock and load on Niakore. I'm so high on Niakore. You reckon? I'm not sure that uh, that came across. So, uh, <laughs> Mate, we'll dive into my team, unless you had something Ooh. to add. No, no, I was just going to say I might change my team name to, I don't know, something to do with Murata Niakore. Slide into my DMs and give me a team name. I like it. Drop it in the comments as well. Gives Maddie some suggestions there. Yeah. Mate, so we'll get into – I've actually changed my team name. Now it's uh, – <laughs> This is what I'm most excited about. Sheenzy's Revival is, uh, <laughs> is here for 2023, mate. Timmy Sheens is going to take the Tigers to – Glory in 2023. Top eight. Here we come. Sheenzy's uh, Revival is going to be in some serious form this year. Mate, you sound like a drink that you buy after a hangover. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? If I go better than I did last year, happy days. We'll be we'll be in a good spot. So, uh, mate, let's start with hookers. Uh, I've got Brandon Smith and Tanner Boyd. I've gone a bit cheaper. I haven't gone with Reese Robson like you have. Purely the reason being, I think, is that when you can slot in a guy like Brandon Smith in the hooker position, I'm more than happy to play him every week. And then, obviously, with Tanner Boyd, like when you're linking up with David Fafita on the right side of the field, you're playing for the Titans that are a very high-scoring, high-attacking, dominant team. They will leak some points, but obviously they're going to score some as well. Um, I'm 
pretty happy to filter based on matchups whether I put the reserve on Tanner Boyd or not um, based on what the rest of my side looks like. So I'm going cheap at hooker so that I can spend up elsewhere. Yeah, and I see you're playing in week one. So um, who are the – remind me, who are the Titans playing week one? They've got the Tigers week one, mate. And did you know, fun fact, that the Tigers have not beaten the Gold Coast in the last 12 matchups, whether that be at Leichhardt, Campbelltown, wherever. Titans have been, I think, 12-0 and against the Tigers. So you said that depending on matchup, you're going to play Tanner Boyd. Um, how do you expect the Tigers to go week one? <laughs> Uh, probably not very I'm just, well. I'm just, initially. I'm just curious. I, I actually knew who the Titans were playing, so um, not very well. I, I actually, I actually feel like it might be a high-scoring game. I feel like yep. there might be some cohesion issues. Um, so we'll see how we go. Yeah, no, I, um, I like the reserve. I actually don't have the reserve on him uh, week one. So yeah, see how we go, mate. And I've got exactly the same front rows as you, so we don't really need to repeat ourselves with this. Where we've just cracked the hour mark for this episode, so it's pretty easy with the match with the double ups that we've got in our teams that we don't need to touch twice yep. on these players. Um, I love them all, which is why I agreed on all of them. Um, the only difference that I can see here between the team that we have, uh, I did take Egan Butcher out very recently. I think you did too, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, um, I I've had. I had Butcher when we were doing all the podcasts, and I really like him. I just – I had the money fatigue. I had an extra 10K. I spent it. There's a lot of options in the second row that you can go in the mid-range. There's Elias Katoa. There's Trent Loyero from the Storm. There's – honestly, there are probably 10 blokes that I could go through here in the second row that could actually slot in relatively well and do a job for you. Now, I'm going with those guys as the reasons that you've mentioned are pretty high on all three of those. Uh, and Jermaine Hopgood's an absolute lock-in. That's a, that's an easy decision. Matt Dory, yep. a bit of a placeholder. We'll see what comes of Teamless Tuesday, but it seems like he's narrowed down that edge, that right edge second row role at Parramatta, at least until Ryan Madison's back in the conversation. So I'm happy to ride that four weeks and see what happens with that. Um, Sean Kepi is the one player that's different. I don't have shoes to here. So I've got Sean Kepi. The reason I don't have Schuster is because I mentioned before, I'm, I'm concerned about those recurring calf injuries. Three calf injuries, three calf strains in three years. There's a lot to be worried about there. There's a lot of red flags. And yes, he is 234000 He's cheap, cheap as chips. But I want to have that option to downgrade to him. I want to back off the Schuster. If one of these mid-rangers, like a Wilton or a Nia Corre or whoever it be, or even for Peter, if he starts really slowly and poorly, I can go straight down to Schuster. And then I can either use that cash with that trade or then I can use that cash elsewhere in other positions if I am struggling in other positions. So I like Schuster as a downgrade option because he also is a dual. So I can use him to downgrade a second rower or I could use him to downgrade a 5.8 that hasn't fired yet as well. Yeah, I really like Kepi and I had him in my team, but I have heard the rumblings that maybe Jerbo was just playing there for the trial. Um, if Kepi starts at lock, he'll be in my team as well. Yeah, that's my hope. If he doesn't start at lock and he starts off the bench, I'll find somebody else around that price. I think Jackson Ford is a really good watch as well at the Warriors. I think that he's a chance to lock down an edge role if they end up playing guys like Curran off the bench like they did in the trial. So there's a lot to and watch that there might, too. And that might even be something to watch with Nia Corre, um, as much as as much as I hate to mention it. I think Nia Corre is better than Jackson Ford. But if Jackson Ford gets that role and Nia Corre is you know, a bit iffy there, um, yeah, definitely look elsewhere. So. For sure, for sure. Um, one thing to note as well, I think, with Nia Corey <laughs> is there's a chance that 
he may play through the middle a little bit as well. So he may end up in the middle and the edge rotation. So there, there's yep. a little bit more question marks around near Corey there too. But Nathan Cleary, <laughs> lock him in. Sammy Walker. So, mate, Sammy Walker's come into my team today after I found out that uh, Nico Hines is, is very touch and go for round one. Wacko's Whispers actually come out and said that he's been ruled out for round one. So yep. I'm not really sure what's going on there. What I do know, though, is that there is so much risk, as good as Nico Hines is, taking a guy that's carrying a niggle. Let's say he does hypothetically get named in round one. Are you still 100% confident that he's going to be at his best? That's the question you need to ask yourself. Are you going to waste 900000 on a guy that's 60% fit, 70% fit? And I can tell you right now that there's no way that Craig Fitzgibbon is risking Nico Hines if he's 60 to 70% fit. No. The I reason didn't know you I, had Sam Walker. <laughs> yeah, I threw a little bit of a spanner at you there. That's uh, yeah, mate. The reason I have Sam Walker is because the Rabbitohs are playing the Dolphins in round one. Uh, sorry, the uh, the Roosters are playing the Dolphins in round one. Rabbitohs. <laughs> when did he get traded across? Um, uh, wrong I Walker. Like, yeah, wrong Walker. Cody. Yeah, so I always get my Sams and my Codys mixed up. So. Yeah, they're brothers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> so uh, long lost. Um, I'm told. But um, no, Sammy Walker, goal kicker. Being given the keys to Bondi, I, like we know that he's got a, a superb spine around him. Imagine being able to link up with guys like uh, Nat Butcher, who's come a long way in the last couple of years. He'll probably play that left edge role for 80 minutes. You've got Teddy, you've got Sawali, you've got Tupo on that left edge. Mate, you could honestly get to any of those blokes and create anything that you wanted, really. So yep. I think he's going to take a step up. I'm going to say that he will be the third highest scoring or highest averaging halfback in the competition behind Cleary and Hines this year. Yep. So I that's actually my free up of cash. My my little um, analysis of your team now, this makes a lot of sense as to why I saw Egan Butcher leave your team today. Because I can't have four roosters. No, no. That's especially with that early uh Yeah, especially with that early buy, hey. Oh, you'd love to have yeah. Egan Butcher in there. Honestly, I would love to have him instead of Teague Wilton. That was the, the, the swap that I did because they're around the same price. So yep. that was the only reason I swapped Egan Butcher out. I'd love to have him, but I just can't, and I prefer Sam Walker down from, from Nico Hines. Sam, Sam Walker's the goal kicker, and I've talked so much about Robson, but um, if you look at your DMs from like a week ago, um, I was just like driving home and just, just alone with my thoughts, and I was like, I think I need Sam Walker in my team. I think that I've got to get rid of Robson. And I did it for a night. I slept on it and I was like, you've been so sure about Robson. And I think that that's really important if you're there and you've really just got a gut feeling about a guy, you just have to go with him. And yeah, I was Faden Walker to go Robson and I'm going to carry it into round one. Lock it in. Beckle, Adam Dewey, Tigers fan, second year back from an ACL, plenty to love. He's got Nofaluma on his side. He's got Johnny Bateman coming over from the from um, the UK. Honestly, I don't think I've been this excited about a West Tigers side since 2005. It's There's plenty going on over there. There's plenty of hype. Adam Dewey said he wants to be in the leadership group as well, which is massive for me. I think when you put your hand up and say, hey, I want to lead this team, it means you're serious about playing some quality football this year. And we know from NRL physio stats that everybody in the second year back from an ACL always – has an improved performance in that in that second year back. So, Adam Dewey is uh, from NRL Physio. He's the he's the injury pick of the year this year. Really? Adam Dewey, um, lovely. So, 
I like it. Um, and there's been a bit of contention about how to say his name, Matty. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it Dwayne? One. I think. I think during the World Cup, he said that he, like, you know, just being being around that team, he said that he prefers it to be Dwayne. So that's that's why I've went with it. I don't really. Yeah. I really like saying do we or don't we? Because um, <laughs> we do. Um, but actually, heading back to you not being excited about a Tigers side, uh, what was that? since you were 15. Um, I actually love your hair uh, from when you were 15. I actually scrolled through the Facebook. Um, if, if you could bleach your hair again, that would be fantastic. Um, I'll quickly pop I a photo you of have... me back when I was 15 into into this little... If you're watching on YouTube, there's some incentive to watch on YouTube. I'll pop a little photo in there from back in the day. I'm excited. It's hot. Mate, that's it. That was the trend back then, mate. Long streaked blonde hair, straightened hair as well. I didn't muck around back then, mate. And you could tell I pulled a lot of chicks back then too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the – everybody loved it, I'm sure. <laughs> Mate, Isaiah Katoa is my reserve 5'8". Burton came out today for that, uh, for Katoa to slot in. Um, bit of a no-brainer, pretty easy decision for me, I think. And, and look, it's allowed me to make some other decisions elsewhere in, in my squad. It's allowed me to have two mid-rangers instead of one in the second row. It's allowed me to have Cotter instead of running with uh, Stefano and Welch in my front row. Um, and it's also allowed me to play around a little bit with my center wings, which let's let's go through them now because I'm pretty excited about my center wing. I'm, I'm pretty strong here, to be honest. Yeah. Actually, um, we'll, can, you, we'll chuck my... can, we, can we just stop on the fade of Burton? Um, I know yep. that Burton's been very well owned and he didn't look really good in the in the trials. We've, I've only faded Burton today. You've only faded Burton today. Um, is, it, is it for the antipod? No, no, it's not. I mean, look, it's a bonus to have him as an antipod, but I think for me the particular reason is that I feel like the Bulldogs may start a little bit slower. They might start yep. a little bit slower than everybody thinks. They're a brand-new spine. They've got Reed Marnie, and, and it's going to take time for Reed Marnie to get his combinations with Burton right. It's going to take uh, Kickow some time to get his combination with Burton right. So uh, I feel like they're two pretty key combinations in this Bulldogs lineup at the moment, especially on offense. Yeah, I don't mind the Bulldogs draw, though. Um, sea Eagle, Storm, uh, Tigers, Warriors. Um, but then they do step into some tough games in the Cowboys and, and the Rabbitohs. Yeah. And we know looking at as much as I love Burton, I'm a big, big fan of Burton, he can go sub-30. Um, and honestly, when you play Melbourne and you play Manly, who are two teams that could be relatively strong this year, Turbo's back, you know, Melbourne aren't any pushover. Um, Burton could easily go sub-30, sub-40 in those two games, and he's looking at 140 break-even against the Tigers. And let's face it, look, he could hit that. But I'm I'm happy to – I just think it's a, the antipod is a bonus on top of the fact that I'm not 100% confident anymore that Burton is going to start red hot like everybody's yeah. saying he is. I just wanted to touch on that because of how well-owned he is. And he yeah. was in around that 40%, but he has dropped back around that 30%, and so have we. Uh, we've both dropped him in that sort of period too. He was lock and load for my t- – you talked me around to him. Um, and, yeah, for me to go Ponga, for you to go Katoa, yeah, it's 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 good chat. Yeah, he's the guy that has to go, unfortunately. But I still like him. I still like Burton. I still might pick him up at some point this year, but it's too good to not have a crack at Ponga or not have a crack at Katoa at basement price. So. Excellent. Mate, remember, remember we, we actually recorded the center wing pod yesterday. Do you remember my tactic for the center wing pod? Yeah, you were going one cheap 
No, one, one premium, premium, and then the rest was cheap. And yeah. I see um, Brian two, um, as my autocorrect says. And uh, <laughs> yes, I could write a bit of poetry with Brian two and Greg Bazu there. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of limericks going on here. Yeah, um, yeah, and NRL children's books for uh, for Liam and Theo. So that's it. We might have to uh, keep that one on the download. That could be a business opportunity, mate. So, <laughs> mate, Brian Tyler, he's in my team. He's a no-brainer. You've already spoken about him, mate. Greg Marju is the guy I want to talk about because I'm I really like the Knight's Draw. I've mentioned that at the start um, when we talked about Ponga. We talked about how good that Knight's Draw is the first three games, mate. If if Ponga gets going. We both benefit because Greg Marju is going to have an absolute monster of the first three rounds. We know that the, the draw is friendly, and Greg Marju broke nine tackles, I think it was, in that trial game, scored a try, just looks like a beast. Um, 581, he could easily have a really nice first three rounds and be 650 to 700 um, by round four or five. And then I'm more than happy, look, if this bottoms out and I end up failing with Greg Marju and it ends up being a bit of a bust, I just downgrade him. Before he loses price, I can downgrade him to someone else because I can guarantee you there will be another cheapie that pops up somewhere in the center wing that I could pick up and take that price rise and, and bank that cash and um, free up some cash to go elsewhere and upgrade another position if I need. I think this is the ultimate luxury addition. I think the fact that you've gone basically via Jules from Nico Hines and Burton to Katoa and Sam Walker has allowed you to do a lot with your team. I don't hate it um, because I'm actually banking on Marzu to have a have a great year through Ponga, and we've both sort of identified the same thing because we talk a lot about Supercoach. Um, we've both identified the same thing and gone, Knights, great draw. Uh, yeah, I don't – geez, he looked like – did he have nine tackle buffs in the, um, in the second – in the second, oh, he just looks he sure like did. a man mountain. Um, yeah, the eye monster. test is there, isn't it? I mean, he did some good things at the Titans last year, and obviously the Knights have gone and taken him and, and paid him um, to come across. The, and hopefully I think the Titans thing. let him go because of his defense, not his offense, though. They did. Um, That's my concern. And I said that yesterday when we talked about center wing, is that my concern for Greg Marju is the fact that he loses his spot on defense because he's not great on defense. Uh, there are, And also we need to remember that Anari Tawala, is floating around in the wings, is, and as is Heimel Hunt. So there's two guys here wanting Greg Marjorie's position, but I'm banking on the fact that they've gone and got this guy from another club, and they're going to give him an extended run before they ride him off completely. I feel like that's his position to lose, um, and he's a quality player. So I'm going to back him in in a, in a friendly draw to see if he can make me some cash, and uh, perfect pot option for me personally, I think. I'd ask a lot of question marks if you didn't have Brian Toto in your team as well, um, because I do think if the choice is there between Mazu and and Toto, that you have to go with the pedigree um, rather than rolling the dice. But yeah, it's calculated risk, and it could you could start on absolute fire those first three rounds. Yeah, that's my plan, and I think I'm a little bit concerned. You notice that I don't have Chance Nickel Clockstad. I don't have any of the popular mid-range cheapies. I've I've got three basement price guys that you have, and I also have Taruva that could easily end up turning into McLean. Um, yep. So I'm basically picking that position is reserved for whoever ends up starting on the right wing for the Panthers. Yeah. Um, so whether it's Taruva, whether it's McLean, whether it's – I don't even know um, – I could save myself 75 grand there with McLean and then I could even end up turning somebody else into, I could turn 
uh, Teague Wilton into Adam Elliott if I really wanted to. You know, not I, don't that I that. probably would consider that. I, I probably wouldn't go with that initially, but I mean, I've got options then to upgrade another position elsewhere if I really wanted to. I could turn David Fafita into Cam Murray. You know, I've got freedom to do a few different things with this squad with that extra cash. And that's my issue going, going the other bloke. I've just heard some things about McLean, and it did allow me that flexibility. Uh, you wouldn't go Mazu up? Oh, no. Nah. I like I actually having... hate... Go on. Sorry, go. No, no, no. I was just going to say... Hate... I actually hate the mid-rangers in centre wing. That's why I've gone with three primos because I, I feel like, I mean, 581 is technically mid-range, but I'm, I'm going to call it premium for the center wing considering we're not really spending much there. Um, I like three premiums and four cheapies now. The more that I've looked at my team, I'm like, you know what? There's some really good mid-range options in the center, uh, in the 2RF this year and in the front yep. row. So if you utilize those uh, mid-range options there, you can bolster your team in one of the weakest positions in Supercoach. Question. If Selwyn Cobbo is named fullback because Reese Walsh isn't ready, do you go that over, Marju? You know what I saw today? Reese Walsh is out round one. Yeah. There I can't you believe go. we haven't spoken about this already. But no. the problem is, Selwyn Cobbo will not be fullback when Walsh returns, which is likely round two. So. Mm. Do you pick him up knowing that he's fullback for round one and then go, oh, he's back to the wing? You know, he's a good player on the wing. Don't get me wrong. Um, but honestly, I like the upside of Marju, who could score you yep. 100 three weeks in a row. He could score uh, four tries in the first three weeks and 15, 20 tackle breaks, and um, he could score you 300 points in that first three rounds. Imagine the difference I, there as a pod. Yeah, I do think that 580 up, you can get some really quality people, but, geez, it was a barren wasteland looking at that 500, you know, that f even 420 up to that 580, like you're talking about coach, you're talking about stags, you're spending the same amount of money on Marju for, for Cobo. I really like it. I think he's the pick of him. Yeah. When you look at between 370, which is Hayes, Perham, Charlie Staines price, and then you go up to that 580, 590 mark where you start to see Soeli, you start to see Marju, you start to see Cobo. There's nothing in between that price. There's 200 grand of absolute nothing. So you're either going premium or you're going sub 370, I think. And I'm not looking at Hayes Perham either, by the way. I'm not looking at Charlie Staines. I'm not looking at those guys. I do like Isaac Thompson, and he was in my team today. But I feel like this is a really nice balance that I actually like at the moment. Um, so yep. I'm going to ride this into the next 24 hours, which is Teamless Tuesday, and then I'll blow the whole thing up as I always do, and we'll start again. <laughs> and my like callbacks it. are the same as you, mate. So there's no need to talk about that again. And we've been gone yeah, for nearly you, an hour and 20 minutes. It's been a banger. You, you have been a bloke that has said, I'm just going to straight see Tedesco. No matter what anyone else scores, I'm going to go. So you're a coward because you can't loop. Um, I, 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 it's probably the opposite way. You are so locked in on Ted, Teddy at captain that first round against the Dolphins. He could absolutely destroy him. Yeah, I'm not a coward, mate. You're the coward because you don't back your captain. I'm backing my captain all the way, mate. Yeah, yeah, true. He could score as many as there probably is Dolphins members. <laughs> he could. He could. Um, that's a really good way to wrap up our teams. Um, we've got 20 at the moment. No, sorry, it's not even 24 hours. It's 18 hours until team lists at this point of recording right now. I can't sleep. Like I've had dreams about Hayes Perriman, Charlie Staines. 
Yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's going to be an interesting 18 hours because I can tell you right now that, that not everything will go to plan. There will be some people that don't get named. There will be really popular cheapies that don't find their way onto teams. There will also be some absolute smokies that come from nowhere and find themselves on the wing, in the centres, in the back row, on the bench for round one. So really exciting 24 hours coming up. I'm sure there's a lot going on, mate. What we're going to do, obviously, over the next coming days and into the season as well is is to make sure that every single Tuesday we're going to do an analysis of all the team lists. So you're going to see that on Wednesday at some point once we get all the editing and the post-production done. Um, so every Wednesday you will see a team list Tuesday analysis from us at Molten Fantasy Sports. You're also going to get the Sunday roast, uh, which is going to be us wrapping up the week talking through all the games, all the talking points, all the good stuff that's come from the NRL from the, the full weekend uh, and everything to do with Supercoach that you're going to need to consider coming into the following week. So plenty of exciting content coming up. Mate, we've got NBA coming up soon into pre-draft. The AFL boys over there are doing a great job in that strange sport where they play with a bit of soap. I uh, still don't really understand it too much, do you? Yeah, yeah. Look, I thought about um, yeah, I thought about it a lot and then I just thought I'd mull it over for a bit longer. <laughs> like for any of our listeners that understood that you can stay if anybody if that went over anyone's head yeah you, you don't need to come back i, I can appreciate that joke that's, you, that's a banger. you can go for 10 if you don't get it yeah. <laughs> um but mate i reckon that that pretty much wraps us up we've we've talked through our teams hopefully people have got a good insight into the direction that we're looking and the reasons as to why we picked certain players we've done a ton of research over the last eight weeks i reckon leading into this um, since the team picker opened, and, and this is where we've landed before Team List Tuesday. So what we'll do is we'll see you guys in a couple of days. We'll wrap up Team List Tuesday. We'll talk through all the ins and outs and all the big points in Supercoach. Um, and uh, just before we leave, make sure to hit that subscribe, hit that like if uh, you found this beneficial, and turn those notifications on so you never miss Team List Tuesday. This has been the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. We'll see you in a couple of days. See ya. Roger. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 